This is Wrestling is for Girls, a podcast for everyone. Each week we discuss, well, let's be honest, lately it's pretty much all the bloodline, but we do talk about other wrestling happenings on Raw and SmackDown and also recent pay-per-views. I am Jillian, and I'm with the best co-host, Abigail. Abigail, how are you? I mean, like, really touched right now. Thank you. <laughs> I think you're, you're the best co-host. I'm great. How Aww. are you? Well, it's such a mutual appreciation society. It always has been and it always will be. I know. <laughs> That's why we get along so well. Nobody else likes us, but we sure do. <laughs> um, are you ready to talk about wrestling? I Yes. Yes, I am. Absolutely. Let's do it. Okay. So we'll start with SmackDown as per usual. As tradition. Uh, and we open with... Uh, bloodline happenings. Mm-hmm. Um, I really laughed when um, Jimmy called Cody nosy for being in the bloodline's <laughs> business. As if they haven't been making their business, everyone's business for months. How dare you, Cody? <laughs> it's the best. He's, he's nosy. Like, oh my God. That's so funny. That's, so That's like the worst shade he could throw. Like, he's nosy. Nosy um, I absolutely don't trust Paul Heyman. Like, I still feel like, I feel like he's double age, not even double agenting. He's just agenting, agenting for himself. Like, I don't feel like, I don't know. I don't know that he has the bloodline's best interest at heart. I mean, he's very shady, and like, he says that Roman is very proud of Jay, and that he is too. But, but do you think Roman is proud of Jay? I don't think Roman has the capacity to be proud of anyone but himself. No. Like, Maybe once I, upon a time, mm-hmm. but now he's power drunk. So. The man who he was could have admired his family yes. members resolve, but not this Roman. I think so, too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this is like an interesting setting for the rest of the evening. Yes. Got us off to an interesting start. But I have to say more exciting than this was the Fatal Five Way that followed. Very exciting. Featuring... Drew, my fellow countryman, Karrion mm-hmm. Cross, Xavier Woods, Los Angeles Knight, and Sheamus. And big they're Shamo. all wrestling to... <laughs> did you say Big Shamo? I did say Big Shamo. <laughs> they're all wrestling to have a shot at the Intercontinental title at WrestleMania against Gunter. One thing... There's a couple things I want to ask you about this. But, like, I kind of realized... so. The more time I spend, like, noodling about L.A. Knight, Mm -hmm. like, the less everything about his persona makes sense to me. Yeah. So, like, last week, I don't know if it was last week, we talked about, like, how he has, maybe it was a couple weeks ago, that, like, knight kind of image on his junk. Mm -hmm. And then, but then he wears, like, leather vests, but also, well, pleather vests, I guess. But then also his music, like his entrance music is like kind of like old school computery, mm. synthy. It's just like L.A. night. And then it's like and kind of like a hip hop thing. Yeah. And I'm just like, what is the main vibe you're going for, Los Angeles? Because I cannot follow it. I think the main vibe is that he's going to talk really, really fast. So you can't latch on to anything in particular he's saying and may come away with the impression that he is quite interesting and intelligent. It worked on Wade Barrett. (laughs) It worked in spades on Wade Mm -hmm. Wade Barrett. I, 
I just like I I love L.A. Knight. Like I think he's ridiculous, and like I I love him. But I'm just like I'm just trying to see like what did he throw together here? Like there's nothing about him that suggests a knight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I don't get. I'm like besides the drawing of a knight on his junk. So Maybe. that mystery, I guess, shall unfold as we see more of Los Angeles. Maybe he's some sort of like you know empty signifier that feels especially appropriate for you know the movie capital of the world. I don't know. Ooh, he's I empty like content. What did you think of this match? Did you enjoy it? I did enjoy it. Um, I've been thinking of this match as the all y'all match because everyone gets <laughs> in the ring and just like throws everybody around. Um, yeah. It's like a really low effort concept match. So I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I thought everybody did a great job. We had some just like casual betrayals. We had some big feelings. We had a lot of my favorites were here for this. So yeah, I was totally yeah. into this. Very into this. Who did you think would win? I absolutely was pulling for Drew. I thought it was Drew's night. And I wasn't wrong. Yeah. So you weren't wrong, but what ha- we Drew and Seamus won simultaneously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so goofy, but I still liked it. Have you ever seen that before? I don't think I have. No, I've seen where okay. there's like, I've seen matches where it's not clear who got the pin in a situation like that, maybe, or who got, but okay. not like this, where it's just like a Three Stooges kind of thing. Okay. Okay. So I guess next week they're going to fight. And then that will determine. And I think they talk about that on Raw. Did I jump way ahead? I might have jumped way ahead. No, it was still SmackDown. Um, They mention it a bit later on, but that match has been decided. And I guess I'll just ask you now, because I could ask you about it later, but I'll ask you now. Who are you predicting to win? That match between Drew and Sheamus. I'm still pulling for Drew. I still think it's Drew's yeah. year. I mean, like, Drew came down to the ring and he was feeling himself. He was like a little cocky and smirky, and I was like, "It's your time, buddy. It's your time." Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Shamo. It's Drew most. Shamo, you've got to step aside for Drewmo. I agree. <laughs> Have you seen the video package they've been showing about like Drew and Sheamus? So In there was youth? like a, I saw a clip of well, just a very quick clip of. Drew without his beard. Horrifying, right? From the side, I was like, whoa, it was so weird. He um, has really had a glow up. <laughs> I want to like go back and look at old pictures of him now because I only saw a profile of him without the beard. I'm just like, this is too weird. I did not realize how different he looked until I saw that video. And I was like, oh, oh, that's like a completely different dude. Yeah, he looked smaller, too. He was. Yeah, he was more... You know how Cody used to be more slender, kind of? Uh-huh. Yeah. Drew has the same thing going on. Yeah. I wonder if that's an age thing, or if it's just like he decided to just get bigger. He just eats nothing but chicken breast now. (laughs) It's raw. Boiled chicken breast. Unseasoned. Ugh. God. I hope not. I hope he doesn't do that. (laughs) I would just be... It'd be over for me. I'd be like, okay, we're not from the same country. No. So I want to jump ahead a little bit to Rey Mysterio. Oh my He's goodness. the very first Hall of Fame inductee for 2023. That's very exciting. Congratulations, Ray. We're rooting for you, even if some people aren't. So of course Dominic shows up to ruin the moment, right? Ray's out like trying to like be like humble and thankful and yes. you know. Very Ray. And Dom shows up to poop on everything. Very Dom. 
And who comes to his aid but Legato del Fantasma? They can't stand to see this pain. It hurts them. I know. They're, um, I know. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. Well, there's this great moment where Dominic is complaining because his father is an old man being inducted into the Hall of Fame. And I was like, Dominic, that's who goes in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's like for retired people. It's not. Oh, my God, Dominic. <laughs> do you think that do you think Ray's going to retire? No, not really. Not in any meaningful way. I think he'll like not be around all the time. Like he's usually not around all the time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So my LOL of this segment was Wade <laughs> saying <laughs> about Ray Hall of Fame for WWE Hall of Shame for parenting. <laughs> I feel like Wade Barrett fell down a rabbit hole on childhood trauma TikTok because he's been doing a lot of, it's all appearances, Michael. You don't know what Dominic went through. You've got to understand. Well, Cole is just like, at the same time, just talking about how shitty of a father that Rey Mysterio is. Like, I know from firsthand experience, he, or is that, sorry, what a good daddy is. I yes. apologize. I know from firsthand experience he's a good dad. Because he's my dad. <laughs> like what? I mean, he didn't say that part, but it was basically like, how do you know from firsthand experience, Cole? He went to all Michael Cole's soccer games. Never missed a one. <laughs> Take that, Dominic. <laughs> I think Dominic needs to accept, too, like, buddy, parents don't want to go to their kids' sports games. They do it because they have to. Yeah, I imagine it can't be super fun to watch your kid play sports. You got a bunch of seven-year-olds out there trying to play a complicated yeah. game. I don't know. I did go see my niece and nephew's little baseball game, t-ball game, mm -hmm. and that was pretty cute, Aww. actually. Because it's fun to watch, like, six- and seven-year-olds just, like, try to figure it out, and they absolutely can't. But how many times did you have to go? I went once. Mm, that's that's the difference. <laughs> I would probably go again, but yeah. But would that was you, like the last game of the season. Would you go every Saturday morning and also every Wednesday night? No, mm -hmm. I wouldn't. Mm -hmm. And neither did Ray, that apparently. Sound nice. <laughs> <laughs> also, Cole was advocating for Dominic to be homeless at the age of 15. So Which feels <laughs> like a little, really good. little too far in the other direction. <laughs> like, <laughs> on one hand, like I, I do feel like if Ray had made... Dominic pack his own lunch, do his own laundry, maybe like, you know, have a homework check sheet or something. That could have been good, but I don't think mm -hmm. making him homeless at the age of 15 is the answer. Yeah, that's real tough love parenting there, oh, Cole. I, I don't want to be your child. It's really rough. Ultimately, this turns into a match that Dominic wins because of shenanigans, as per usual. Oh, I had a thought when Rhea was out, so it's not really related to this, but it is... I thought of it in this segment, so I want to talk about it in this segment. So, like, I feel like... It, so, Rhea and Charlotte are going to face off at WrestleMania. I think it would be really cool for them to wrestle a couple of times before yes. WrestleMania. Like, yes. maybe each one of them wins, their like, a match. And then going into WrestleMania, you're like, holy shit, who's going to win? Because we've seen them both beat each other. Wouldn't that be cool? I don't know. They're, like, basing it on three years ago when they faced each other. And it's like, I don't know. Maybe they could face each other a few times before that. I think this is where 
you need a figure like Carmela, not Carmela, who's sort of like an Ugh. instigator that the two mm-hmm. of them, like they're all kind of circling around each other. So like they're going to have the match at WrestleMania, but now this third party gets involved and like the third party attacks them when they have a match and, you know, one has to run out and save the other because she wants her like ready to go full steam at WrestleMania. She doesn't want her to have any excuses. Mm -hmm. And then they have a tag team where they're forced to work together and they form a grudging respect or whatever, but like have them interact and not just like staring at each other and cutting promos. Yeah. I think that that would be neat. I mean, they're kind of doing that with Bianca and Asuka. Yes. Like, yes, they're, they're building this up in a neat way, which I personally haven't seen before that I can remember, but I didn't used to pay as much attention. So <laughs> I'm paying much more attention now. We're growing in our attention span on the show. <laughs> We're trying. We're getting there. So I want to jump ahead again, if you don't mind. I don't mind. Let's do it. Uh, aptly named by you, our favorite tall and small. Uh, Ricochet and, well... Braun Strowman is tall, Ricochet is small, versus the Viking Raiders. With Valhalla. I don't have... And Valhalla is here. I don't have, like, a ton to say about this, but I did want to say... Well, one, Valhalla did, quote-unquote, interfere, but again, she just was kind of spooky. Okay, but I really love that Wade Barrett is now seriously considering that Valhalla may have a psychic connection to the ancient Norse gods. He's taking it under advisement. I missed it. He's just like, you know, she's you know, she seems to be putting a curse on people. Like he was kind of into it. Like he was he's working his way around it intellectually. I like that. I'm gonna pay closer attention to Wade when he's talking about Valhalla now. I mean the problem is he'll probably say something horrifying about imperialism, but it's a real fifty fifty. <laughs> he probably will. <laughs> um did you see when Ricochet like lifted Eric up off the ground? Yeah. That was like, I don't know what that move is like in weightlifting. It's like a thing, you know, when you like, I don't know, some kind of squat situation. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. And it was like, it felt like he was trying to make it look hard, but it wasn't really hard for him. You don't think it was? Well, I mean, I think it was effort, but I also feel like he's just so athletic that I don't Uh, put any, I don't think anything is that hard for him. He's just like good at everything. He is good at everything. Also, favorite moment of this match, when Braun was like, you know, had the little ring string, the side string, and he's like reaching out to Ricochet and like yelling his name, (laughs) Ricochet, (laughs) so that he would tag him. I don't know why. I don't think I've ever seen Braun Strowman do that, but it was just like this epic reaching, like cinematic, Ricochet. It was too much. I loved it. I also really liked when Braun tossed him out of the ring onto their enemies. <laughs> he flew. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I also wanted to ask you, did you notice when Eric was like, he looked at Ricochet and he told him he had a pretty face? Yes. But then he didn't follow up. I guess he just wanted to tell him, which I get because Ricochet is very good looking. Yeah. Maybe it was just like a nice compliment. Right, he's like, men should compliment each other more, so I'm going to tell you you have a pretty face. Or Wait, didn't he say he was going to break his pretty face? Okay, look, we don't all give compliments <laughs> the same way. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, 
ultimately the Viking Raiders won this match. Yeah, and I'm trying to remember Pete. who who implied that Valhalla put a spell on Ricochet. I can't remember if it was Michael Cole or Wade Barrett, but like, oh, I missed it. I don't think she did. I think he was just walking around outside the ring, and and maybe it's more likely that seeing Viking Larpers in real life freaks him out. <laughs> it could be. Those are my thoughts. Do you see Tall and Small staying as a tag team for a while? I don't know. I mean, I feel like they got to carry it out to WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Are they, they're not in a match though, right? Not yet that I know of, but I, I feel like yeah. you're not going to put them on a completely new path. Like, uh-huh. I don't think we're going to see a lot of new and exciting things introduced before WrestleMania, but I could be wrong. That makes sense. I've been wrong. That's before. a good point. Well, after this match, we are backstage with Adam Pierce and Imperium. Yes. Did you notice Ludwig Kaiser listening in, like the faces that he was making? <laughs> He's like standing behind Gunter and he just kept making these faces like, oh, that's interesting. You know, like, like so nosy. He's being nosy. He's, uh, I think that he wants a Paul Heyman situation where he can be the power behind the throne. And I think so carrier. too. I, I need them to have another match so we can see what he does with the coat. Cause I, I am really curious about coat gate. I would like to gather some more data in that area for sure. And this is where we find out that. Drew and Seamus are going to face off in order to face Gunther. Gun- Gunther. In a hurt feelings match. Um, let's say... Okay. Let, let's say either one wins. Drew or Seamus, whatever. Mm-hmm. Do they beat Gunther at WrestleMania? I wonder if yes, because it's time for Gunther to move on to bigger and better things. I mean, okay. I don't think we're going to see Gunter go backwards. I think his stock is going to continue to rise. He's popular with the fans. I think it's very clear that dad loves him. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's going to be moving up to some kind of feud with somebody in that main event space. Okay. I don't know. I mean, we can... We'll definitely revisit this, right? Because we'll do mania predictions, I'm yes. sure. But um, I'm really curious to see the outcome of that match with Drew and Sheamus because I have a lot of emotions invested in that. (laughs) There's too many feelings. Friendship. (laughs) There's too many feelings. So skipping forward a little bit more, we see the Usos back in action. It's a special occasion. It's their 600th day holding the titles. It is their 600th day holding the titles. And they're very excited to get into the ring. And Jay gets on the microphone, and he's going to explain why he did what he did, which I love because Jay was right. I did want to know why. I I wanted to know why. If there was one man I actually wanted to hear talk last week, it was Jay Uso. (laughs) Um, So, you know, Jay says, like, if someone, you know, if your friend or brother's car breaks down, if they need groceries, their light bill's about to get cut off. Roman Reigns is about to kill them. You help them out. Any of those things could happen to your twin. <laughs> Any of them. Um, I did get the vibe, and let me know if you got this vibe. I got the vibe that Jay was saying that if Jimmy weren't his brother, he'd have stayed with Sammy. Did you get that vibe? Okay, first of all, you know that the moment that Sammy acknowledged Jay was, like, life-changing for me. Like, things happened in my heart and my head. 
Um, yes. I mean, he literally. I love this, that moment. Oh, this was so <laughs> interesting. No, don't don't you ever be sorry, little star. <laughs> this was so interesting to me because he was basically like saying so blatantly, like saying the quiet part out loud, like I don't want to be here. I don't want to yes. do this. I wanted to be with Sammy. I think this whole thing is bullshit, but Jimmy's my stupid twin. Yep. Like, he's his brother's yep. keeper, right? Mm-hmm. Jimmy is like the millstone around his neck, keeping him on this sinking ship. And his heart is broken. His heart is broken. It was like... It was like he was saying, it's your fault. You made me love you, Sammy. It's your fault. <laughs> well, I mean, he, he did say, blame Sammy Zane. That's I, true. He did. How would you feel? How would you feel of the very unlikely? I mean, we're not twins, but we're in this sort of situation. <laughs> and I'm like, look, I want it off this podcast. Fuck this podcast. I can't stand it. But Jillian and I go back. And if she needed groceries or to not be murdered by Roman Reigns, it would be my job to save her. So that's why I'm here. Would that feel good to you? Well, okay, but who are you leaving the podcast for? Um, I think to go have adventures with Cody, Sammy, and KO. Okay, I I couldn't be mad at that. I know, you're a really good friend. <laughs> well, I would be mad that you weren't taking me along for adventures, but... I would also be like, take good care of her. <laughs> let's let's take oh, lover. Let's take the emotion and the hand waving out of this. If I basically, <laughs> if I basically was like, Jillian, you are like just like saddlebags of cement tied around my neck, <laughs> but I gotta stand by you. Would that make you feel good and loved? No, and- I would. I would feel really sad. Right, like. Jay, that's cold and weird and also very devoted. I don't know. And I didn't look at Jimmy at all during this. Like, I kind of meant to, but I was, like, so riveted watching Jay that I was like, is Jimmy taking all this in? Like, like Jimmy, hearing what's happening like, right now? Do you need time to process and then maybe, like, talk to a trusted confidant or a professional about what's happening? Definitely not Paul Heyman. No. But I, I did the same thing because, like, Jay is captivating when he does this stuff. He really is. Yeah. He's so good at yeah, it. Yeah, he's he's so good. He's so emo. I love it. I acknowledge him. I do, too. So much. Well, while this is going on, Cody comes out. He does. And he's auditioning for the role of the doctor in that outfit. So <laughs> I feel like... Cody may have heard me making fun of his PTA dad outfits. It's like, you didn't have to go so hard in the other direction. Okay, so, like, I actually like this outfit because it was mostly black. And I thought I he looked fantastic, outfit. but nuts. But it was out. I absolutely, he came out and I was like, is he trying to be the doctor? He's got a swirly coat. He's doing the TARDIS. But he's more the doctor in that. Mm, I think he's more the doctor in general. Sammy sneaks in. As he does. And the fight that breaks out, I couldn't take it seriously because Cody was stuck in his shirt. I mean, like, everyone else is fighting each other and Cody is just fighting menswear. <laughs> like, eventually he got it off one arm and it was still stuck on the other one. I was like, oh, Cody. He had this look on his face uh, at one point, like, the internet 
is going to destroy me over this. <laughs> oh, man. I should have looked for memes. Oh, poor Co- I mean, when who hasn't been Cody fighting their own shirt just trying to get through? I, I feel like I spend most of my time metaphorically fighting my own shirt. I mean, how many of us have tried putting on pants and have fallen over because we right? fight our pants? So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same thing. Two legs, one leg hole. Did you want to say anything else about this segment? Um, I don't. I don't think I have a lot of specifics to share. Like, I loved it. I was excited. I like that Cody wanted to let everyone know he doesn't answer to Roman. He answers to the fans, which I really. Hear. I know. But yeah, what a just, great face. I just, you know what that is what I wanted to ask you about. Don't you think that Cody is kind of in this unusual place where he's like a pure face? He's not like a morally gray face. He's not like a snarky face. He's just like good. He's like the greatest American hero at the moment. Yes. Like he absolutely is just a good guy. He's like who Hulk Hogan was supposed to be. Yes. I don't want this ruined. I want Cody to be this pure forever. Cody, if you have ever done anything bad, I need you to disappear right now. I know. It's important. Have we heard any, we haven't heard of anything that's I've happened. I've never heard right? anything bad about Cody, but I haven't looked either. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know um, what's going on, and I simply do not <laughs> want to know. Did you see he gave a little girl a hug that was in the crowd? Yeah, he's and really I think cool later. I think later. This might have been on Raw, but Ray also hugged her. And I was like, yeah. oh my god, she's having the best night. So this is something. Really cute. Before we skip ahead, I meant to bring up before, because okay. you know, I sure. went to a house show a couple weeks ago. Yes. And Cody was there, and Cody yes. got the biggest pop of the night. Like, three quarters of the merchandise I saw people carrying was Cody's. And after his match, they must have looped his music five or six times while he went around and signed shit and took pictures with literally everyone ringside who wanted one. Oh, that's so awesome. Like, I mean, he was such a good sport about it. Like, just signing random shit. Like, taking people's phones and getting the picture so they got an actual good picture. That's really sweet. He is incredibly generous with fans, so. Okay, he really really needs to win at WrestleMania. I know. If this doesn't happen, I'm going to be real upset. I know. I'm so scared. I need something good in my life right now. I... Yeah, he like yeah, he's he's pure as the driven snow at the moment. It's and like Do you usually like that? Because I don't usually like that. That's not usually what I am looking for in a character. I think because he's not there's not um he's not goody two shoes about it and That's he's true. not like um what is the word? I'm not gonna be able to use the right word, but it, it it's it seems very genuine coming from him. Like this yeah. storyline seems like like, he actually feels it, and I think that that really lends a lot to it. Um, consultant of the show, and also my spouse, and I were talking about this last week, about, like, why Cody resonates so much with people. And I, I wonder if you think this is crazy, but this is what I came up with. That I think Cody has a very relatable, like, young Gen X older and I guess younger millennial too experience where he like he started his career and he did all the right things and he got where he was supposed to go and it was completely disappointing and it was nothing that he was told it was going to be yep 
and he's grappled with this huge fucking disappointment. And he's kind of found a way to, like, go outside of that experience and make his own path. And now he's back and he's going to do it his own way. And that's kind of like the dream, right? Is like mm-hmm. to overcome those disappointments that I think are very real for a lot of people in their life. Yeah. And I think that's part of why, at least for me, Cody Rhodes kind of resonates really strongly. Well, and we'll get more into it later, but he talks about, he like lays it all out, like exactly why he's doing what he's doing. Right. And, um, yeah, I think, I think that really does, it resonates with everybody. His kind of, like I said, we'll talk about it more later, but his like imposter syndrome. I'm sorry. I got excited. No, I don't. It's (laughs) fine. I just, I mean, we could always jump ahead and talk about it and come back, but we'll bring it up again. We'll return to Cody. You can talk about it whenever you want. Thank you. All right, well, it's time to get raw. Let's get raw. First things first, out comes Edge. Never makes me sad to no, see Edge. It's always nice when Edge is here. Like, I hear you think you know me, and my day improves. I know. Um, So he calls out Finn right away. Yes. And the Judgment Day all show up, because where one goes, usually the others follow. Did you Did you notice that when... He Edge tried to insult them by calling them Adam's family characters that Rhea was like really pleased to be Wednesday. I didn't see her reaction because I was LOLing and writing down I thought it was funny that he called them Lurch Pugsley and Wednesday. And Wednesday. What did she do? She was just like, hmm. hmm. <laughs> I mean, she made out really well there compared to everybody else. So That's true. It's true. So Edge accepts the Wrestlemania match, right? Yes, we are on like Donkey Kong for Wrestlemania. Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell. I am really excited about this. I do have a question for you, but yeah. uh, there's <laughs> there was one thing when Edge was like, there's only one way this can end. And I was like, we drive off a cliff together. <laughs> oh, no, it's just a Wrestlemania match. But how do you feel about this match coming up? I'm excited for it. I mean... I guess it's one of those things where I feel like it's been going on for a while. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad they're going to up the stakes with a concept match. Yeah. There was also a point where Finn said that hell couldn't handle his demons. And I was like, <laughs> will he bring it back? Will he bring back the demon? I will die of joy if he brings back the demon. I love the demon. Right? And like, what if it's like, an updated purple and black Judgment Day demon. Oh, that would be so cute. I hope he still uses the belts. Because when I first saw the demon head, I realized it was a bunch of, like, belts and other random straps. <laughs> I, I was like, this I is amazing. That. Yeah, I noticed a belt once. Like a like an actual belt you wear, not like a wrestling belt. Right. But have they done Hell in a Cell at WrestleMania before? Do they usually have high-concept matches like this? I mean, I think... I think Hell in a Cell is the lowest of the high concept matches, not in a bad way, just that it's like, well, it's in a cell. Yeah. I think there's been cage matches at WrestleMania before. Oh, okay. Okay. But I don't, you know, I have a memory like a goldfish, so. I'm just, I mean, we're getting closer to Mania. I know. We're in the season. I can't wait to see the entrances. It's going to be great. I know. And the outfits. The pageantry. 
Yes, yes, the pomp and circumstance. Mm-hmm. So, Judgment Day starts beating up Edge and Candace and Johnny and Loomis come out to help, yeah. which is just the greatest trio. I love these three so much. I do too. Um, I laughed really hard when Loomis did this like kip up, and then he like butt slammed down on Damien, yes! which was like. That dude is fast. Like, he gets up fast. That's what I was um, thinking. Like, he's so springy. Like, his standing drop mm-hmm. kick is really great. He spine busters with authority. Like, yeah, he's punchy. Yeah. Did you hope that Rhea and Loomis were going to fight when they were facing off outside the ring? I did, and I think they would have a, a great fight because he's completely loony. And she loves brutality. I... So, like... Yes. Let's do it. I was so sad when it was just like, I mean, I love Damien Priest, but like, I wanted this to happen. I was like, yes, yes, yes. (laughs) It's not. But then, no. It's not that anyone else is doing anything wrong. It's just like, stop teasing. Yeah. Give us what we want. Yeah. I'm, I'm still holding out hope for that. MVP of the match for me was Johnny Gargano. He's so much fun to watch. He's great. He was all over the place. He's so good. Like I, I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like he's getting more screen time. Yeah, and that's that makes me happy. Although I think he's showing up on NXT again or something. He is. We were just. It's funny you should say that. We were watching NXT before I came in here to do this, and I guess he's gonna wrestle Grayson Waller, who's like frequent main event guy and former Australian reality show dude. So okay, yeah. There's a lot of Australians in, in wrestling. There are. Interesting. They're all on walkabout. <laughs> um, ultimately, Damien pinned Loomis. He did. But that was a fun match. I'm going to forgive I him for that. that. You know. So we see Kathy backstage trying to talk to Miz after this. Yes. Because she wants to be a co-host at WrestleMania. And Miz is beginning to treat her like shit about it. And then they, like, pan over and Damage Control is, like, ten feet away just beating the shit out of Trish Stratus. That's one of my favorite things about wrestling (laughs) is at any given time, something super normal is happening less than (laughs) ten yards away from something super weird. Yeah, like, all those conversations that are going on in the background while someone's just getting destroyed. You were like, why do the backstage journalists look so sad and discouraged? This is why. (laughs) This is why. Yeah. I laughed really hard when, like, so, like, Trish was on the ground and then a ref came out to help. <laughs> it's like, sir, I don't know that you can offer any assistance in this matter. But this we'll for, find out. This, for me, oh, is ahead. like when Brock Lesnar is doing something and they send out Jamie Noble and Greg Helms <laughs> to rectify yeah. it. It's like, you're right. The middle-aged guys who retired in the mid-card are totally going to shut this shit down and regulate. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I was just like, it's fine. Just send whoever you want to send. Whatever you got to do. After this, speaking of Brock Lesnar, we see Brock Lesnar because Omas and MVP come out. And Omas is dressed very suitily. He has like a nice suit and uh, I think, was it like a turtleneck? I guess he was wearing a turtleneck. turtleneck. The, yeah. tur- the turtleneck and suit jacket thing is making a comeback, and I don't know how I feel about it, but... I think it screams creepy English professor. Oh, yeah. It just feels like... 
You know in Bridget Jones's diary? Did you ever see that? I've seen parts of it. There's like a pervy uncle and he wears like a turtleneck yeah. and a jacket. <laughs> it gives me that. It gives me pervy uncle vibes. It definitely <laughs> communicates pervy uncle. I agree. So I had a real fear for a moment that Brock was going to try to suplex Omas. I was so afraid. Like, I don't know Omas very well, but I want him to live. I. Like, they're going to have this match, right? Right. I'm concerned because that's Brock's thing. He has, like, two moves. He can only do the F5 and the German suplex. Yeah, and, we gotta and the take German the suplex, suplex is the terrifying on a small dude. And and it's terrifying when done by someone who does it with care, you know? Yeah, it is really scary. I do not like the German suplex, so I don't I don't know how that's going to turn out. I did, did they have a WrestleMania match? Do they? Yeah. Yes, they do. They do, for sure? Okay. Yes, they are confirmed. Oof, that's going to be rough. Okay. That's going to be the snack break. Oh, yeah. Refill on the... I was going to say tater tots. Refill on the pizza rolls. You can refill my tater tots anytime you want. Oh, my goodness. I love tots. I wanted to ask you about Omas's suit. Okay. Do, do you remember when there was the scandal over the dress that was blue and black or white and gold? Oh, God, yes. So when he came out, I was like, his suit is like pink and white. That's a bold choice, but very springy. But then he came out more, and I was like, oh, no, it's gray. That's just the way the lights looked on it. And then later, yeah. it looked like it was baby blue. And I was like, this is the most fascinating suit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Did you go through any of these, like, confusions, or was it just me? I feel like I remember the pink thing. I don't remember the blue, but, yeah, it did change colors. His turtleneck always looked kind of like a cream color, sort yes. of. Yes, turtleneck was consistent. But, yeah, it did shift. What What color did you think the dress was? Uh, blue and black. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and we were right, because it was. So weird. <laughs> so weird. Um, well, I don't... The Brock and Omas thing really freaks me out. I don't know. I mean, I think it's... I'm not that interested in this, obviously, but no. I guess it is kind of interesting that there's someone who can make Brock Lesnar look small. I did think it was cool that people were like... People realize their size difference for the first time, I think, in that face-to-face confrontation. Mm-hmm. Like, there was a little bit of crowd noise around it. Like, oh, because yeah. I can conceptualize how big Omos is. And I understand that Brock is a huge dude. But to see that he looks very small next to Omos is like, oh, okay. That's, I just didn't he understand really does. it yet. I thought Omos was going to boop his nose at one point. I but he didn't. would have loved that. I also wanted, I when Omas put his fist out, I wanted Brock to fist bump him. <laughs> Boobin and that part him. was kind of awkward, because I was like, what are you, what are you doing there, buddy? The whole <laughs> it was thing. just a little strange. The whole was thing fine. was awkward, and I, I felt like at one yeah. point, Omas looked kind of like grossed out and annoyed by Brock's existence, and I was like, buddy, I get it. That's how I feel about him 98% of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I... I mean, Omas, did Omas happen when Vince was still around? Is this why Omas? Because Vince loves a giant, right? That's like a whole Vince thing. He loves a giant. I think the thing is, like, 
I feel like giants never get used well in wrestling. Like yeah. Andre the Giant was amazing because like no one had seen anything like him before, right? It was super new. So and he was, yeah. But it's not new and exciting anymore. It's like I remember the Great Kali. Like he just was a big dude that they didn't really use that well. Now we have Omas. I think a lot of these giants they can't move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there's also a terrible tendency because they're so big and I mean, wrestling crowds love a big dude. There's just a part of wrestling yeah. fandom that loves big meaty men slapping meat. And I think <laughs> the urge is to like bring them up to this main event stage long before they're ready. Mm-hmm. So they're not building their skills in mid card matches. They're not learning to promo. They're not working on their charisma. They're just like, hi, I'm seven feet tall. Yeah. How are you? Smash. Yeah. That's a I agree. Shall we move forward? We should always move forward. So a delightful segment follows with Cody yeah. versus Los Angeles Knight. Yeah. Um, Cody's ring gear made me think that Captain America... Captain America's outfit and the Winter Soldier's outfit had a baby. I and that love was Cody's it. outfit. I love that for Cody. I have to wonder if it's some kind of I mean, he made a he made a Zelda reference about the Master Sword. Yeah, he's pretty nerdy. So like maybe he's a big Marvel nerd too and like wanted his outfit to look like that. I don't know. Take a look at it I'll and tell me up. what you think. Um Do you want me to take a I look liked right the now? look of Oh, you don't have to. You can if you want. Sure. I'll keep talking while you're looking. Okay. I love the look of confusion that Cody seemed to have on his face during LA Knight's entrance. Yes. <laughs> like, it was kind of like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Like, who are you and why? Mm. It was great. It was great. I often wonder, because he was, like, talking to the ref a little bit, Cody was. Like, I want to know what they're saying. What are yes. they talking about? There was a point where he yelled at Los Angeles Knight to get off his hair. Did he really? Yeah. And I mean, I don't think it was like in seriousness. I think it was more like heel is doing heel stuff and face is being like, hey, I'm on to you, you know. But all yeah. I could think is like, yeah, Los Angeles layoff and his scalp has to just be at fuego. Oh, my God. I know. Right? How often he has to bleach his hair. Yeah. I and mean, he has really dark hair. So poor Cody. Oof. Leave his scalp alone. <laughs> the blonde works for him, though. I wonder if he'll ever change it. I really liked it darker. When did he? I remember like way long ago he had dark hair, but yeah, like it's, it's been blonde for a long time. Has it? Okay. Yeah. Did you find the outfit? I didn't. I couldn't find. I look at from his videos, and I can't watch the video while we're. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, maybe report back at some I'll other. I'll report point. back. I'll do my homework. I want Cody and LA Knight to form a tag team called Los Angeles Nightmare. Ooh, I like. With like a K. Los Angeles Nightmare. That is fabulous. Wouldn't that be fun? Dear Dad, Jillian has a really (laughs) good idea and you need to pay her for it. This doesn't happen often, Dad, so you should listen because when they come up, they are gems. Acknowledge her. (laughs) I'm in your city, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, these letters are tipping into threats every week. I feel it more and more. It's starting just to paste like my 
a magazine letters into yes. the letters instead of like writing them. Weird collage art. What did you think about the match? I mean, I thought the match was perfectly fine. I mean, I I have always maintained that the best thing about Los Angeles Night is his mic work, not his wrestling. Yeah, the, it was a little awkward, the wrestling. I mean, I, I'm always really impressed when Cody does the Cody cutter. I know. Because it scares me, and I'm like, Cody, you're going to die, and then he doesn't, so that's great. I mean. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the match for me was not the point at all. Right, it was the promo after. Yes. So, now we're back to where we had mentioned earlier, where you had mentioned, and Cody makes this comment that, you know, when he started in the WWE, he thought he was a prince, right? Mm -hmm. He was a Nepo baby. (laughs) He knew he was a Um, Nepo baby, and he loved it. And he expected to just be like, rise through the ranks yeah. i mean not that he didn't put in the work but he expected to get i think more favorable treatment and he didn't and we saw that i mean he was in legacy but like that kind of failed i mean his part of it right because right. randy orton was He's a sidekick the favorite yeah. yeah so he wants to be somebody and that's when he said that's one of the reasons he wears all the suits because it makes him feel like he's actually somebody and that makes me so that broke my heart. Cody Rhodes is out here just like the rest of us faking it till he makes it. But he's also wearing like thousand dollar suits just like the rest of us. But he doesn't feel like he's made it. It doesn't make him feel I like know. he's there. I know. How much of this do you think is part of him like wanting to come back and conquer the WWE? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure... There's part of Cody Rhodes that is not a character, is not a storyline, that is just, like, going to want to show people, right? Mm-hmm. And it has to feel really good when basically you've just gotten side character storylines and joke storylines to come back and be, like, yeah. everybody's favorite. I can't imagine mm-hmm. what that would feel like, but I, I think that's a common revenge fantasy. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like... I'm back, and look how good I look. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> look what you gave up. I got all these fancy suits. I'm a blonde now. Pay no attention <laughs> to this thing on my neck. I know it was a mistake. I got cool he music. It? No, I think he loves it. I don't think he regrets oh, bless it Bless his heart. I think bless I regret it enough for both of us, to be honest. <laughs> I feel really bad because, like, you know, whatever. It's just, I, ugh. Okay. Would you like to say anything else about Mr. Rhodes? Um, you know what? I like that he was like, yeah, I need Roman to acknowledge me. I, I need to like. Yeah. I love that vulnerability is such a part of Cody's promos. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel vulnerable in the way that like, it doesn't feel like canned vulnerability. It feels like Cody is, whether he is or not, he's making it feel authentic that he's tapping into some genuine experience he's had. Yeah. And I appreciate that. I do too. He should talk to Bray Wyatt about challenging toxic masculinity. Oh, he really should. Take him under your wing, Cody. I had a thought. I want Cody Rhodes to have a a move called the Rhodes Scholar. I don't know what it would look like, (laughs) but I feel like it would be fun to have something called that. Maybe that's when he like drops down on the mat and slaps you in the face. (laughs) That's the Rhodes Scholar. (laughs) Just like school 
<laughs> I always forget that you went to prison school. <laughs> I did. That's where I first saw Dominic and hated him from the start. <sighs> Your eyes locked across, across the playground and you knew. So we see Byron backstage after this yes, with Seth Rollins. And the Miz shows up to tell Seth that he's lost the plot, basically. Like, you don't know what's happening. <laughs> and like, and to be fair, Seth has lost the plot to some degree. <laughs> yeah, he just kind of does whatever. And then Baron Corbin shows up because Baron Corbin is like this lost lamb that has like nowhere to go and has just been destroyed. Um, and he wants to. He also wants to guest host WrestleMania, mm-hmm. but then he also wants to be on Logan Paul's stupid show. Yes. And he offers Seth boxing lessons. And Seth is so mean. <laughs> so mean. Also, I bet two and a half year olds can hit pretty hard. I bet they can, but I really enjoyed that when Seth like offered that rejoinder that he'd rather <laughs> learn from the kid. That Baron Corbin was like, "She's two and a half. She doesn't know anything." are you picking a fight with a baby right now because this is an all-time low for you it was so good so then of course he and seth will wrestle later yes yes they will and it seems that miz wants uh baron to murder seth because i think he said something about taking care of him so there we go i think that maybe the miz wants logan paul and an episode of impulsive all to himself Oh my god, is it called Impulsive? It's called Impulsive, which I hate it, but that's pretty clever. I mean, oh, I didn't know that, because I, I think they, I kept hearing Impulsive, just like Impulsive. It's Impulsive. Impulsive. Oh my god, I hate him. Okay. I hate him so much. I hate him so much. Have you seen the ads for the new WWE game coming out? Well, like, this seems like a new one. Like, I've seen it on Instagram. Yeah, it is Instagram. new. So it's John Cena. I mean, that game's new, but like this ad in particular, it's like John Cena holding a microphone and he's talking and they keep showing like different superstars. Mm. Um, like hyping up the game, basically. Fucking Logan Paul is in that no. commercial. Oh, yeah. I yeah. Hate, he like drives around in like a fast car. He's like, woo. So I don't know if he's in the game, but I want to murder him. I hate that he's, he's becoming part of our life. It's like dad got remarried and he brings him around on the weekend. Yeah. And we're like, he's not our brother. We'll never yeah. be nice to him. I also want to make clear I don't actually want to murder Logan Paul. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's. I feel like murder gets thrown around so freely today. <laughs> um, Yeah, so that was just disturbing. I was like, no. Yeah. Um, okay, like- so. More feelings up ahead. Kathy mm-hmm. backstage with KO. Yes. It's a big moment. He's uh, very pissed and extremely bitchy. He really is. Deeply bitchy. That's kind of like, I feel like, <laughs> I feel like if there's a documentary made about Kevin Owens, it'll be called Extremely Pissed and Very Bitchy. <laughs> yeah, I support that. They can have that one for free because it's accurate. It's so accurate. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um. He asked for help. He didn't get it. Mm, it hurt me. I did ask for help, Kathy. Yeah. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you. That was that was accurate. <laughs> I wish Sammy the best. Oh, I don't need him. I I feel like he's doing this thing when you're like starting to get over. You want to get over someone. 
where you just say the right things. Like, you know. Fake it till you make it. I wish him all the best. I want nothing but good things for him in the future. And if I saw Mm -hmm. a garbage truck back over him and crush him to death, I wouldn't flinch. You know. But inside, a storm of sadness is raging. I oh refuse to believe that he's over this. He's not. He, it, look, if he was, he protests too much, right? If he was over it, yeah. he wouldn't yeah. be dwelling on it. Yeah, that's true. I mean, every time he talks to someone, he's like, you better not ask <laughs> me about Sammy. Like, okay, Kevin. All right. Like, wh- what about your upcoming match with Solo? Well, Sammy's a dick. <laughs> it's like, um, okay. But like match with solo kevin do do you like regular fries or curly fries you know one time sammy had fry okay all right (laughs) he ate my fries it gave him one and he took more and all of my ketchup i let him i let him so ko is also like firmly set setting himself as like the lone wolf right he says he doesn't want cody's help either yeah he doesn't want anything to do with cody it's like he does not want to form a get along gang with these two well he also i mean he said like cody you focus on roman right Mm -hmm. because it's very noble it is he's like i'll just handle this shit but i think he's being a little foolhardy i think he's afraid to trust look what happened last time he abused That's Sammy true. for 20 years, and then one time when he was being nice, Sammy <laughs> turned on him. It was really fucking unfair. How dare. It's like you guys have both been dicks. Just, like, start fresh. It's like, I feel like we need to bring them together, and everybody gets to say one scathing insult and punch the other one right in the face. And after that, yep. we agree that we're over it. Slate clean. Mm-hmm. How long, realistically, do you think that would last? Two, three weeks before KO did something terrible again? (laughs) I know. I'm so curious about their friendship in real life, like, their dynamic, because, like, I mean, they've been besties forever. I feel like Kevin Owens, to me, has always radiated, like, super nicest guy in the world who seems kind of like a badass, but is genuinely, like, very chill. Yes. He, like, he has that vibe that a lot of the dads of my friends in high school had, where it, like, seemed super scary, but was actually extremely nice. Mm-hmm. He's definitely a dad vibe. 100%. Well, after this, we see the Street Profits backstage. Yeah, we do. With Austin Theory, and they are making good. fun of him. It was glorious. That was pretty great. I enjoy that. I would once again like to say that I hate, hate, hate Austin Theory's facial hair so much. His whole aesthetic is just deeply painful to me. I don't like a single thing about it or him. I don't either. And I think I saw some video. I don't know if you'd sent it to me if it was a reel or a TikTok, but he was like doing something with Finn Balor at some point. And I was like, don't try to make me like him. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I was like, this is not going to work. I don't want to. No. Did you notice that at one point, Angela Dawkins is kind of threatening Austin Theory? And Austin Mm -hmm. made this sort of lusty throat sound. Oh. I don't think he meant it to sound that way, but it it definitely, like, if you're reading (laughs) a certain kind of spicy romance novel... And one of the the characters makes sort of like an indecipherable sound low in his throat that 
you know, was dangerously close to some sort of, you know, soft and vulnerable sound. It, you you've read fan fiction and spicy novels, so I know you know what I'm talking <laughs> like the the throat sound. I just I'm just I I'm, I'm sad that I missed this. Yes, I do know that sound. Well, so does Austin Theory because he made it. <laughs> and I'm assuming he was trying to be like, yeah, tough. But it's like, oh, Bobby. Not We're not going to shame that kink, though. You know what? I mean, I get it because Angela Dawkins is not only a good looking dude, he's tall and he's charming and he's talented. Mm-hmm. No shame in that, except that I hate Austin Theory and Angela Dawkins is too I good know. for him. So, Well, that's true. So this turns into a match between them, Austin Theory and Angela mm-hmm. Dawkins. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there was a part like Austin Theory kept like 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 spittle kept flying out of his mouth at various points, and I was just like so grossed out by him. It's like of, he he just keeps getting grosser in my estimation. It's like on top of all the things he does wrong, he also overproduces saliva. It's <laughs> it's there's gross. There's no end. Um, did you think that Angelo Dawkins stood a chance? No, and that made me really, really mad right from the beginning. Yeah. I hated it. Um, Do you think they kind of position the Street Profits as Montez being the better wrestler? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, in the the horrible rubric that we apply to all tag teams, like, if they were the Rockers, who's Shawn Michaels and who's Marty Jannetty? Oh, yeah. You know, Tez is Shawn Michaels. There's yeah. always there's always a Shawn Michaels and there's always a Marty Jannetty, but you know I I feel like that's gotten better in recent years a little bit. Yeah. So I have high hopes for both of them, and I don't want them to break them up ever. Is there a Shawn Michaels and a Marty Jannetty in the Usos? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Jay. I didn't know is... if it I didn't know if it applied to them. Jay and Shawn Michaels. But, I mean, I also what? feel like they are very evenly matched. Jay is just a little better at the theatrics than Jimmy is. That's true. That's true. Anything else you want to say about this match? Yeah. Um, did you notice Austin Theory lip-syncing to his own music at the end? Yes! I've never felt so much secondhand embarrassment in my whole life. Did you notice the guy in the crowd that, like, knew everyone's theme song? No! He was great. Good like, for him. Edge came out. He was singing every line. Cody came out. He was singing every line. I was like, this guy's great. I love how much people sing along with Cody's music in particular. Mm-hmm. Because it's kind of, it feels like an AEW thing to me. Because when Chris Jericho comes out, you know, his ring music is a song that his band Fozzie performs. And he's the singer of that band. Shocking. Yeah, I know, right? He totally doesn't have main <laughs> character energy at all. Not even a little. <laughs> no. And um, they always, when he gets to the ring, they cut his music, but then the, the crowd will, like, sing the last little bit of it every time. So I'm like, are we going to get a lot more musical in WWE now that Cody's here? Is he, like, bringing it over with him? I'm into it. I mean, we like to sing for Seth, so. I know. They definitely sing for Seth. But they love to sing along. They're like, whoa, they love that part. Everybody mm-hmm. loves that part. Because it's easy. Part. Most people can remember it. <laughs> yes. You don't have to know the words. No. Well, let's jump ahead a bit. Let's do it. Once again, Rey Mysterio <laughs> comes out to the ring. Things aren't getting better. Trying to, He wants to practice his Hall of Fame acceptance speech. Mm-hmm. And Dominic comes out. <laughs> 
to ruin it. Although Dominic did say he wasn't going to ruin Friday night for him. He said he'd leave him alone during Mania weekend. I mean, I find that very hard to believe. I, we'll see. I mean, I guess they usually they take the kayfabe off for the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So we'll see what happens, you know. Yeah. Um, I have a question. What the fuck is eighth grade promotion? Um, so I'm assuming that eighth grade promotion is if you go to a school with a separate high school and middle school, you have like an eighth grade graduation. Okay. I feel like this was a thing that came up after I went through because we had a separate junior high and high school and we did not have a graduation. So the only graduation I had other than high school and college was kindergarten. We had a kindergarten graduation at my school. We didn't do that either. But other than that, I mean, you know, I went to a really small school, so we had K through 12 all in one building. Wow, that's a lot. We didn't have, like, I graduated with fewer than 50 kids, so we didn't have, like, a lot of separation to have a promotion. Okay. I thought maybe that's what it was, but I was like, okay. That's my guess. Um, I, my favorite moment is when Dominic was like, you got me a BMW instead of overseas. <laughs> I thought that was really funny. Isn't a BMW better than a Mercedes? I don't, I don't know. I guess I'd rather have one. I don't know. I don't know. Like those cars are so far out of my league that I, I have no clue. His poor little rich boy shtick is amazing. I know it's really funny. <sighs> Did you see there was a, a woman um, like on the kind of on the behind the barricade on the ramp that had a sign that said something. I didn't see the whole sign, but it was something like Dominic. Ditch Rhea, I'll be your mommy. <laughs> I did not. Was, He's a hot. Commodity. It's the first sign I've ever seen where someone's like, yes, please, Dominic. I mean, it's naive to think that there isn't at least one someone and more likely multiple someones for everyone mm-hmm. in this world. Yeah. Plus, I guess if you take the Dominicness out of it, like, he's not a bad looking dude. He's got a good job, you know. Yeah. He's got a little baby face. Right? I mean, your mommy likes it, so there must be something there. <laughs> if it's good enough for mommy. <laughs> I don't always trust mommy's judgment. I think sometimes, you know, maybe mommy is so worried about if she can that she doesn't stop to wonder if she should. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. So Dominic challenges dad to a match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. And I yelled, finally, because no. I feel like there's got to be some fucking movement on this thing. But Ray turns him down. Do you think ultimately they're going to have a match? Absolutely. I think they are ultimately Dominic's just going to have to figure out like what the worst thing he can possibly do is to tip his father over the edge. I know. What do you think that is? I mean, I don't know, because like he said rude shit about the whole family. He said weird things about Eddie. He's questioned his father's manhood. Like, I just don't know at this point what is left other than like shitting in Ray's luggage. And Ray is like, you know what? (laughs) Fuck it. Fuck it. Or proposing, like, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't, I was trying to think of something. But he did seem, Ray did seem to, like, like, when Dominic said something about his manhood, he was like, take that back. Yeah, he really. So maybe he just, like, pokes pokes that little sore spot. I don't know. Mm-hmm. 
like there's a lot of things Ray will take, but impugning his masculinity is not one of them. Mm-hmm. It's tough. Maybe I don't trying know. to unmask him. Be like, not successfully unmasking right. him, of course. I don't want him unmasked, but like acting like he's going to. Maybe they'll have a stipulation match and it's mask versus mommy. So maybe Dominic will say something shitty about his mom. Oh, maybe. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, it's okay. I mean, I don't think he has done that yet. So he did ruin two of her holidays in a row, though. (laughs) Poor woman. She's trying to live. I don't know. I don't know either. I. I would just die at that match. I think it'd be hilarious. Okay. I think it's going to have to happen at WrestleMania and then I want to move on. Right. Yes. Yes. Please. Enough. And like, honestly, if Dominic is going to be a wrestler, if he's going to have a career in wrestling, he needs to take some time after the storyline so that we can all forget who he has been for months and months and months. Mm -hmm. I mean, this man Mm -hmm. has been tag team champions. Yeah. But he's also been crying about the Beamer. So I, you know, I think he needs to take some time. Was it earlier in, I think it was the earlier match, maybe it was on SmackDown when, I think it was, Dominic was wrestling. I've decided that he's he's a very good wrestling partner, I guess I want to say. Yeah, like, he doesn't yeah. have his own moves that are great, but he is really good at, like, spotting for other people. Well, and I mean, I feel like his frog splash is decent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of the problem with him, right? Like, he's playing this character who's an incompetent boob. I have no right. idea what Dominic Mysterio can actually do. Yeah. Because he's so busy playing Dominic Mysterio, a jerk who hates his dad. Maybe he'll end up being cool. I don't know. Fingers crossed. I'm willing to change my mind. I believe in you. Dear dad. Dear dad. Change my mind. <laughs> Make us believe. So we finally get an update on the health status of Trish. Health status of Trish Stratus. The Stratus Kathy's status. backstage. And so we see Becky and Lita. Mm-hmm. And they've gone in to check on her. And there's a part where both Lita and Trish say, like, they should have finished the job. Yes, I love And I was like, Be- Becky's like, oh, you know, whatever. And they're like, she should have killed me. I know. <laughs> like- they fucked up. Like yes, they sh- they should have murdered you. What? Uh, Trish and Lena are like still back in the Attitude Era, and <laughs> they've seen some things that these young kids have not, and they are ready to lay it all on the line. I am really excited for that match. I am too. I can't wait. So we see another WrestleMania commercial, mm-hmm. which sort of confused me at first. Because I thought they were all going to be movie commercials. Yeah, this one wasn't. This one was a Stranger Things commercial, and Rhea is 11. Yeah, I I really like this one because I thought it was a little different. They kind of mixed it up. Yeah, and I liked it. John Cena was the voice. Yes. And she had a little can of flair. <laughs> be funny if they were like, just marketing that. We're just going to put this here and see if people are interested in, in a product called Flare, like a soda, and see if it goes anywhere. Would you try Charlotte branded soda? 
I would. It's like Billy beer. Yeah. What do you think? <laughs> I what do you Billy think? Beer. Like flare pop would taste like. Mm, I feel like it would have a ton of caffeine. Mm-hmm. It'd be like Jolt Cola. Do you remember Jolt? I love Jolt Cola. Tasted like shit, but I loved it. I feel like it would be like that. Like too sweet, weird mm-hmm. tasting. Probably like a weird color, like bright blue or pr- yes. the bright purple. Something flashy or gold. You shouldn't put it in your body, but you do anyway. Yeah. It would probably be an energy drink. I think it would sort of like bill itself as a wellness beverage, but it would 100% just be an energy <laughs> drink. Yes. A wellness beverage. <sighs> but I really liked this one. That was fun to see. Yeah, I thought it was cool. So Chad Gable is looking all around for Otis. So sad. It broke my heart. He's got little little flyers. He made flyers. And I mean, he's been all over trying to get people to look at them and nobody cares. Nobody cares about where Otis is or that Gable's missing his tag team partner. Bunch of dicks. And Mustafa Ali, like, comes in and is now a cult leader or something. He's just like, he's be like positive. Toxic positivity <laughs> as a human being. And I really hate this for him. I don't. I don't like it either. He's, like, all douched out. And, mm-hmm. Mm. I think he did take a heel turn. I think he did. He was doing this at the house show I went to, like this whole positive motivational thing. And it's so, it doesn't work. It's lame. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. I mean, like Bo Dallas did something sort of similar, right? Remember he had like his whole little slogans on his shirt and he wanted you to believe. (laughs) His was funny. (laughs) Yes. Like Bo actually made me laugh. Mustafa, I could feel cringing inside and I just wanted to stop. Yeah. I know. I'm like, oh, you're such a good wrestler. This is sad. So Otis is modeling. He is. And I mean, on one hand, good for Otis. I mean, I'm happy to see the the body positive representation, but. Yes. Poor Chad. Poor Chad. Although Chad's also trying to like steal the limelight. He stood right in front of Otis and was like, I'll have pictures taken. I think Chad is used to being the main character. And Otis mm-hmm. is the sidekick, and it's it's hard on him because he doesn't want to be the sidekick, but also because maybe he didn't realize how much he valued Otis. Mm-hmm. I value don't know what Otis. you got till it's gone. Yes, Cinderella true. Right. That's really true. Well, let's jump into the next match, let's which is Bianca versus Chelsea Green. Now, I have a question for you. This is what's been driving me crazy. I've been trying to remember. Okay. Okay. Did you pay attention to Chelsea's entrance? Yes. Okay. She does like that shh thing. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's a lady, lady wrestler who did something very similar, but she was like blowing a kiss as she was doing oh. that bend across. Oh, my gosh. Who was I, that? Oh, my gosh. Was it, who did that? I can I see was it. looking up. She like bends at the waist and she like goes yes! around. with it. And like blows a kiss as she does it with two hands. Is it Maria? Was it Maria? I was... I was looking at like every entrance of wrestlers that I could think of. It was driving me crazy. Maria would make sense. This is going to drive me nuts. I looked up. I did. I did Liv, Alexa Bliss, Bianca, uh, Lacey Evans. I couldn't. I don't think I it is find it. Maria. Oh my God. I can. 
No, maybe it is Maria because I just saw a picture of her blowing a kiss. I can totally see. It is Maria. The thing. It's Maria. There's a bunch of pictures of her doing it because she bends really oh deep at the waist. Like she folds and blows. Yeah. Goes like all around in like a half circle. What's her last name? Canellis. 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 I don't know if she does it anymore, but she did it in WWE, I think. It's her. I need to see. Yeah, I'm going to have to watch some because it was driving me crazy. I was like, who is it? I can't remember. That would feel like it, though. Let me see if I can Yeah, okay. Okay. So hopefully I'll solve that mystery at some point. Okay. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but I think Dad listens to our show. I think he might. Because Corey said that, quote unquote, Twitter was mad about him saying his wife was hot. Was it Twitter or was it podcasters who don't tweet, Corey? Which was it? <laughs> Which was it? We want to tweet. We mean to tweet. I mean, I think about tweets, and then I send them with my mind, and I assume the people who really care receive them. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> and he but was I like, was like, OMG, that's hilarious. He was so bitchy about it, too. He really was. But, I mean, you commented on it last week. Like, there was a decided lack of Corey ogling his wife. I don't know. Like, I feel like there's a way for him to say, like, yeah, my wife is really hot. Because, like, I agree with him. His wife is really hot. But, like, dude, you have, like, the cartoon wolf eyes. Calm down. Yeah. It was, like, the way he said it. It was really gross. (laughs) It felt, like, damp and awful. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Slobbery. Slobbery. That's the word I'm looking for. So, as I mentioned earlier... I'm sorry. No. What did no, you I say? Was, I said I made okay. it worse. Oh. Um, Bianca wins the match. And then, of course, Carmella comes in. And Carmella and Ash- uh, Ashley Green. <laughs> I've, got twi- I've got Twilight on the brain, obviously. <laughs> uh, Chelsea Green. They start beating up Bianca. And Asuka comes out again to save her. Yes. It's twice now. I mean, I think Asuka wants to face full force Bianca. I hope so. And maybe she really hates Chelsea Green and Carmella. I hope so. <laughs> She's like, fuck them hoes. I'm just not into this. I really like Asuka's little outfits. I know. They're always like a little awkward, like oddly put together, but they're cute because it's Asuka. She's she's snappy. I wanted to ask you something about this. Um, so at the end, you know, she's drooling her blue raspberry goo everywhere. <laughs> yes. And Kevin implies that like this is creepy when she does this Mm -hmm. and i wanted to ask you if you found it to be creepy like just in general when she does the blue thing yeah i guess like the the repeat performance of the blue drool i don't find it creepy i think especially this week it was hard to take it seriously because she came out and you know did air guitar with the belt i was laughing when she did it this week it's starting to feel very goofy to me. Like, it's yeah, fine. Which, she can do it whenever she wants, but... I don't want it to become goofy. I don't want yeah. Asuka to be goofy. I think she needs to ease up on the blue raspberry. Yeah. I was looking... I was trying to... You know, I, I, 
I'm still trying to figure out like how she does this. Yeah. And I thought she had like trays on her teeth with stuff, but I couldn't mm, really tell. Maybe. I don't know. I'm sure there's an answer on the internet. I just refuse to actually do any research. I always think I imagined it was capsules, like when actors have mm. fake blood because you can like roll it mm-hmm. out. That would make more sense than actual guess. trays someone puts on their teeth. <laughs> you did your best. Do you want to move on to the main event of I the night? I am so ready. Let's do it. It's a street fight. Before, uh, earlier in the evening when they were like talking about what it was going to be, I just said out loud like, oh boy, that's going to be awful. Because I was just imagining <laughs> like horrible carnage um, coming up. But it's KO and Solo in a street fight. So no holds barred. Not a single one. Um, there was some brutality. That spot with the chairs... Oh my god! I'm like Kevin. You're not getting any younger, buddy. You gotta, you gotta stop. Let Solo take those bumps. He's young. He can handle it. I mean, it was nice that he landed like right in the middle of them. Yes. Like I was really worried he was gonna hit like an edge or something. And like right before that, when they were both like kind of jostling to see who was gonna throw whom, like I legit thought like Ko was gonna throw Solo backwards over yes, his head onto the chairs, too. and I was like, please don't, please don't do that. I think because it's the two of them, I was willing to believe that they would do literally anything. Yes. I expected to see a lot of blood. Yes. Yep. <laughs> like death match more than street fight. But um, I thought it was really funny when like Kevin got the table out and the fans were like, yay. And then Solo put the table away and it was like, boo. I was dying, especially because he did it so matter of factly. Like he didn't act like it was funny at all. Just like, no, we're not doing this. Goodbye, Yeah, I'm going to just put this down here. It's so good. (laughs) I laughed so hard. I mean, that's high comedy right there. It was really good. I really enjoyed it. Um, What did you think of the surprise? I mean, was it that surprising? I was a little surprised, like, when it happened, and then I was like, oh, yeah, obviously. Yeah, I I think that's how I felt, too. Like, oh, there they are. Oh, of course. Of course. Of course, there they are. They yes. don't do anything separately because if they're ever apart, they start having intrusive thoughts about how much they hate their lives. Yeah. And how much they miss Sami Zayn. Yeah. Um, did you see the match turning out this way? Did you expect Solo to win? I think I expected more of a no contest. Okay. In that I expected they would try to protect both of them from a loss, which I guess they kind of did, right? Because Kevin doesn't lose because he's cleanly defeated. I mean, he loses because... Right. Again, it was really like, it was a thematically appropriate loss because Kevin's like, I don't need any help. I'm a lone wolf. I'll do it myself. It's like, oh, you did a great job. Mm -hmm. Like you said you didn't want anyone's help and you didn't get anyone's help and you got owned, Mm -hmm. you know? I thought maybe Sammy would come out. I did too, and it really broke my heart that he didn't. I know. It hurts. I know. I was a little saddened by that, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, I I thought the match would go longer. Yeah, I did too. But did you notice there was not a single picture in pizza to be had on Raw this week? That made me so happy. I'm wondering if people just bitched and bitched and bitched about it. I guess Twitter has been on fire, both anti-Carmella lust and anti-picture in pizza. (laughs) Two great tastes that do not taste great together. 
I um I was very happy because like it's very hard for me to watch the matches in picture and pizza mode. I have yeah. a really hard time paying attention properly. Um, but yeah, I. The, I mean, ultimately, right? All these losses keep happening, right? Because the ultimate goal is like you can't do this alone. Yes. Um, but they're all gonna have. Does KO have a match at WrestleMania yet? Oh, I don't think so. I don't think he does, right? Cody's taking on Roman, yep. and then Sammy and KO, they, they don't have anything yet. Nope. They are okay. yet to be There's, assigned. I mean, they're 100% going to be in WrestleMania. It's got to be them versus the Usos, right? It's got to be. It's got to be, right? It, it has to be. Like, it's going to be a forced alliance somehow. Mm-hmm. I, and I want them to be in, like, a forced alliance that then becomes, like, an alliance that they want, you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's like when the two characters are forced to share a bed in a hotel room because it's the only room left. <laughs> but with an alliance. Oh, there's only one bed. Oh, my gosh. Oh, no. What a trope. <laughs> Love it. I love a good trope. Anything else about this match? I don't think so. I mean, this match, like... Did not disappoint. It did what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I did wonder at the beginning if Kevin is looking at Solo like, you freaking nerd. You don't wear your ring gear to a street fight. Go put on some pants. <laughs> like nobody told him. And he's barefoot. You're going to cut your feet on some glass. I am always worried about him being barefoot. I hate it. Anybody who wrestles barefoot, I freak out. Like Matt Riddle, yep. who has still been gone. Yeah, you know, I I wonder if post-rehab Matt Riddle was like, maybe that's not the life for me, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I wish him the best. it's been a long time. It's been a really long time, and I'd love for him to come back, because I really like Matt Riddle, but... Speaking of missing wrestlers, um, Alexa Bliss has been MIA. Yeah, I remember seeing something that she was, like, just out, and there was no word on why or when she'd come back, so... Yeah, I was because I was looking this up and I was thinking about it. And apparently, she tweeted at some point. I think like they know where to find me. They know where I am if they want me. I assume that it is injury, mental health break. Maybe she's pregnant. Mm-hmm. Like just something where they're gonna drop all the above. Well, I mean, to be fair, if I was injured and pregnant, I would have a, a mental health crisis. So. No shame in that game. None. (laughs) Well, that has been the week in wrestling. Another emotional roller coaster. (laughs) Not quite the roller coaster that it was like last week, but we are still on the roller coaster ride toward WrestleMania. I think we're probably currently in one of those upside down loops on the way toward like another maybe spiral sideways thing <laughs> before ultimately we get to the very tippy top of a huge climb and then are dropped horrifically at WrestleMania. Accurate. Thank you for listening this week. You can always visit our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. We have current and older episodes there. And as Abigail mentioned, you can read our non-tweets at WIF Girls Pod. We promise eventually we will get some content in there for you. But until next week, keep your hands and legs 
inside the ride.